do come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up, and listen. Here are your hosts, the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of muckrockery, Emma and Lo. And we are rolling. Hi, Tens. Hi, missed you. Oh my gosh. So first off the bat, so thankful that you guys are like sticking around with us because this year has been so much more intense than last year. I don't know about you. And we feel like we haven't been able to put out as many episodes as yeah. we did last time. I want to say that we had had like I don't know, 10 or so episodes out this time last year. Did we? Wow. We were rolling. We were rolling. But we Ooh. also did a really long backlog. Like we recorded straight for like True. three months before we started posting stuff online. That was really helpful. Um, anyway, so anyway, thank you guys. And I appreciate that you're dealing with the two partners because we don't really know when those are going to happen. They just <laughs> happen because we just like to fucking talk. Yes. Um, Anyway, so how's your week been? We kind of we kind of had a, a debrief before this, but tell but tell the listeners what you yeah we had a tea session. Um, my week has been fine, but there was a story I wanted to tell you on mm, the mic because mm-hmm. I just thought the listeners would really appreciate it. Yeah. So I had to get gas. I got in my car to come over here. I had like 18 miles empty. I was like, fuck, like I'm already going to be late. So I went to 7-Eleven. I filled it up. I was like, okay, I need energy drinks. So they were having a special on Celsius, which Mm -hmm. delicious. First time having it. Quite good. So I got us two. And I go in there and the guy's like, oh, like ringing me up. He's like, energy. Like you need a lot of energy. What are you about to do? Like, are you driving home? Like blah, blah, blah. He was very nice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, actually, I'm about to work some more because I didn't want to say, like, I'm, I'm going to go yeah. record a podcast. It's, then it's embarrassing. It's, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind As of, a millennial, it's, it's kind of it's embarrassing. embarrassing. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go work some more. And a couple seconds go by and he goes, what do you do for work? But he thought I meant actual work and I didn't mm. want to tell him where I worked. So I was like, oh, you know, I actually work from home, but I just like I'm going to get more done. I just yeah. was making shit up yeah. at this point. And he's like, oh, OK. He's like, work from home after six. And I was like, yeah, you know, like countries in different time zones and stuff. He fully thought I was on OnlyFans. I mean, shit. <laughs> you wouldn't be at 7-Eleven like, if you were there. Night. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, how old was he? Uh, had to be like 50 plus. Was, how does he know about OnlyFans? I don't know. But isn't that what you would mm. get out of that conversation? I was like, you know, like all the different time zones and stuff. It, yeah, of course. And I, I'm like, oh, so that means that he is on OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. Sir. Surprised he didn't ask for my screen name. But anyways, so I left learning my lesson that you probably should just tell people that you're about to record a podcast because <laughs> it's less embarrassing. No, no, it's not. I'd rather say I have an OnlyFans sometimes. Leave with an air of mystery. Yeah. yeah. I, listen, I wish I could be mysterious. I just cannot keep my fucking mouth shut. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm about to do this with my friend at the 615 and then blah, blah, blah. blah and then, oh, you want to come? Uh, what's your email? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm such an oversharer. That's like my hard like thing when I meet new people, like a, a new job. And I'm like, do you guys hear like everything traumatizing yeah. that's ever happened I'll to me? I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you right now. I have you, a PowerPoint. It's been three days we've known you, but like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I've hated, though, recently mm-hmm. is uh, I've noticed, especially in the city we live in, a lot of people have started asking at customer service jobs, like whether they're ringing you up or whatever. They'll ask you, like, what do you have going on today? Or like you know, mm-hmm. what are you doing after this? And I'm like, I don't want to tell you that. I'm, I just lie. I love, I love, like I, I did lying. at 7-Eleven. Yeah, It'll course. get me into trouble. No, lying's fun. You just stick with it and then you just get more ridiculous and see how long yeah. they'll believe you I'm going to go tame some lions so, or something. So fun. Um, <laughs> when I had a reckless driving ticket and had to go back to driver school, it got dropped down to an improper, you know, but my teacher... <laughs> 
That was crazy because she like made us go around the tables. There was a bunch of us and say like what our tickets were for, mm-hmm. and oh. then yeah, she was. But she was a like, round robin of felonies. I mean, like we that was like a really weird class because everybody got weirdly close. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't with anybody. I was like fuck no. But the girl next to me, she like had no eye from a car accident and stuff, and like oh, no. it was crazy. But um. Yeah, she was like, tell me, like, what you're here for, and I'll tell you whether or not I think you'll get off. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. Slay. She heard mine, and she was like, okay, yeah, you'll be fine. Just get a lawyer. And I was like, okay, cool. Slay. Um, but where the fuck was I going with this? Oh, when we went around the table to tell people what we did, everyone's like, oh, you know, I'm blah, 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 and blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I am an actress full time, and I'm going <laughs> to be in a play in two months, you should come see it. Yeah, I was late to rehearsal. I had to speed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when I left, when I stopped taking the classes, they were like, she was going around me like, this class was really special. Like, you guys all were really close and I, it was so fun for me. And she was like, as we were leaving, giving us all good luck. She's like, you have such an interesting career. Good luck in your career. And I was like, Slay, I will have a good time. I'll send you my headshot. Yeah, Thank you so much. So I was like, cool. So fun for me. Anyway. She's going to hit you up to do like those driving scenarios where I you're like, don't does. drive drunk. First of all, I'm a fantastic actress. Okay. I could definitely <laughs> I do can it. faint on command. I, you, can you? No. Oh my God. Please. I was, I was pretending to be you. Can you? No, but I can cry on command pretty good. And I, I think that's from a, just an inability to regulate my own emotions. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like if I start thinking about like uh, I don't know a kid seeing like hearing for the first time or some shit, I'm like oh fuck, like it's it's easy. But anyway. Oh, those baby ones where they put the oh, cochlear. Yeah. Oh my, oh, mm. that shit fucks me I'm up. Done. Anyway, anyways, speaking of middle-aged women who are too in your business, um, today we have a very 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 <laughs> great segue. Thank you. I thought so too. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but these women are lovingly and hatefully called Karens, and we're going to be talking about uh, top ten Karen moments, which like. Um, this is kind of a nuanced topic because at some point, at what point does talking about Karens just become like sexism, you know? Uh, but at the same time, they're fucking ridiculous yeah. and deserve everything. Karens are a league of their own, I Jesus feel like. Jesus Christ. It's definitely... They don't deserve the same protection. They don't. <laughs> they don't. And it comes from like a, a crazy level of privilege that they probably felt growing up. I heard someone one time say like, every Karen is just a Becky who's not cute anymore and isn't getting away with Ooh. it. And I was like, oh, Slay, that's Tea. it. That's so true. Yeah. But I found this really interesting little article. So I'm going to like read it to you guys real quick before we dive I'm in. I'm excited. Yeah. It's called The Origins of the Karen by Henry Goldblatt from the New York Times. Um, and I'm obsessed with it. So it's really cool. So um, why the name Karen? Robin Queen, the chairwoman of linguistics department at University of Michigan, has looked closely at this question, and her exploration led her to, of all people, Dane Cook. Do you remember Dane Cook? Yeah. How could we forget? <sighs> I the wish era. I could. Um, <laughs> but he did have a segment that was like, everybody has a friend in your group of friends that everyone hates, and her her name's always Karen, and like. Oh, I had no idea it was him. Okay. Well, it's not. Oh. Okay. Let's not give him Let's the... not give him the credit, but yeah. I think that was, like, the first time it became huge public consciousness outside of, like, black communities, mm-hmm. because every good thing that we have in this world is from, like, gay people, black people, mm-hmm. like, anybody that's not a white person. Yep. I'm so sorry. Um, it's true. Except, what, we got, like, corned beef hash. You know, like, we... <laughs> and, like, more... incest. Yeah. yeah like that. <laughs> anyway... So, uh, or beef hash. That's that they did that. Yeah, they did that. They, they really They're like, did. We have one seasoning and it is salt. We're gonna use we're the gonna shit hash out of that. the fuck out of this <laughs> yeah. corned beef. Oh, okay. So, oh, oh. I knocked some mouthful. It's oh. fine. We're still in a closet, <laughs> but you know that tends. Uh, so in his 2005 comedy album, can uh, he has a riff called "The Friend Nobody Likes," which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he's like, there's always a girl named Karen and she's always a bag of douche. Like, anyway, you remember <laughs> the 2000s. Um, other things that people kind of credit the start of this is like Amanda Seyfried's vacant, dumb personality and uh, oh, Mean yes, Girls, yes. right, Karen? But I don't think that that fits either because when we talk about Karens, we're not thinking of dumb people or like vacant people. I wish right. they were. And she that. was the nicest one of the, exactly. out of the group. She was yeah. the nice one. I'm a mouse. Duh. I'm a mouse. Duh. <laughs> um, yeah. It says. Um, oh, it's. Oh, she. Oh, okay. This is where it connects that she was kind of racist because she would say stuff like, "If you're from Africa, oh, why right, are you right. white?" And there definitely is like a racist classist element to Karens, mm-hmm. which is very important. We're going to talk about that later. Um, but a parody account on Reddit from the late um, from late uh, 2017 based on the rants of a spurned husband is also often cited as an early driver and highlights the sexism of the Karen trope. So, like, pe- some guy just went on a rant on Reddit about his wife, Karen, and said, like, kind of just... <laughs> oh, Reddit. Oh, Reddit. Thank you. Um, Karen Grisby Bates, the senior correspondent for the Code Switch podcast on NPR, said Karen's roots are anchored deep in American folklore. Mrs. Bates, who embarked on this research not because of her name, but because the phenomenon was a convergence of gender, race, class, social upheaval, social media, and a great big tornado, uh, pointed to the term Miss Anne from the antebellum and Jim Crow periods, which is like something I didn't know about. But um, essentially, African-Americans use the term as code to refer to these unreasonable white women. So Miss Bates said she described Miss Anne as a woman who knew her place in society, was complicit in maintaining it, and who was at the upper end of the hierarchy. Even if she was a nice Miss Anne, she was still upholding the system that said white womanhood above all else except white manhood. Mm. So essentially, it's been a thing yeah. for a long, long time. The I name no just kind of changes mm-hmm. because it always kind of refers to like a middle-aged woman. And the name that middle-aged women have that are super popular is obviously going to change with each generation. Right. So like for our generation, it's probably not going to be Karen. It's probably going to be Ashley. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. Right, isn't it yeah. Ashley? Yeah, it's got to so be sorry, an Ashley. Sorry, Ashley's, but <laughs> your time is coming. Your time is coming. Yeah. Um, or Hannah's. No, Hannah's are nice sometimes. Anyway. I hope it's not Lauren's because I have met many Lauren's I do not like. There have been some shitty Lauren's, that's for sure. No, I think it's Ashley. And I there is like a linguistic element to mm-hmm. it that they talk about here. But essentially, like when you say a name, it has to have kind of like a harsh sound to it. So mm, the name okay. Karen has like voiceless fricatives, which means that when you oh. say it, there's a lot of stopping. Fricatives? Talk dirty to me. <laughs> what the fuck is a fricative? Okay, let's get into it. Yeah. So um, researchers also Because point- if I don't know, there's got to be other people listening that don't know, Listen, right? I went. Is it just me? <laughs> I'm an English person. Um, I know a lot of stupid shit about this, but researchers also point to the demographic characteristics of the name Karen, according to um, Social Security data. Uh, Karen soared in popularity in the 1960s, peaking at the third most popular baby name in 1965. So they're all of that. A baby Karen is quite scary, isn't it? Oh, my God. There's somebody who named their baby Karen. Gucci, Gucci, Karen. Like Karen. Oh, God. Anyway. Strange. Um, Change Karen's diaper. So it never (laughs) had a resurgence after 1965 in popularity, which is why we associate it only with that age group. Unlike names like, I don't know, Sarah. Right. Yeah. Um, Yennefer. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yennefer. Yes. That was my first thought, too. You know, I know um, we're all thinking it. Yeah. So while the name is meant to evoke a woman of a certain age, names like Linda, Cynthia and Susan, while also relevant to that age group, don't work because of the voiceless fricative. Right. Mm. So um, that's where it gets really fascinating. Miriam Eckert, who has a Ph.D. in linguistics and lives in Boulder, Colorado, said that the word Karen contains the voiceless. Sorry, not fricative, plosive. Um so like 
a plosive, a good example is when you say P, like when you can hear it in the mic, you have to like kind of exert mm. it, right? But Karen doesn't have that, but it still kind of uses the same part of your mouth, right? Um, that's the K sound at the beginning of the word, Ms. Eckhart says. When you say some consonants like K or T, there's a complete blockage of airflow and a sudden release, uh, whereas a name like Cynthia has no stops at all. It kind of flows yeah. off the tongue, right? A lot of curse words also have this, you know, like fuck ends with a K. It sure does. Last I checked. Makes them very impactful. Yeah. So if a name sounds more like, you know, a four little curse word, then it's way more likely to become this phrase. Anyway. That's um, why fudge is never going to be as satisfying as fuck. As yeah. fuck. But the word fart, if you say fart instead of fuck, sometimes it works the same yeah. way because T is also a, a yeah. voiceless plosive. I like it. So that's my favorite. Rep- yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, when I was teaching middle school, I'd be like, fart. And it worked really well. <laughs> satisfying. Satisfying, yeah. Um, <laughs> though I did say fuck sometimes, too. That was You got it. The education system. Well, mm. let me tell you, the best thing I did as a teacher, it was a lot of stuff. Honestly, I'm very funny. Um, but I told the kids, I was like, listen, y'all are 13, 14. According to how they rate movies, you can say fuck once. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, like, once a day? So, uh, no, you can say it. fuck once all year. Oh, okay. Choose it wisely. Yeah. And it oh, they be, can say it. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, look, I'm not going to tell on anybody if I, if you curse. Right. I know that's how you talk. Don't tell on me if I curse. Yeah. I can't fucking help it, man. Yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> and so it would really lead to some really interesting, like, conversations. Like, kids would be reading. They'd be like, Miss O'Brien, this boy in this character, like, in this book is a fuck. And I'm like, correct. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the way they would, like, save it was really funny. And yeah. So, Anyway. It's, it's a nice sprinkle when you use it correctly, for sure. <laughs> because when you're saving it, you're like, is this the time? Yeah. Is this the time? And they'll be like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I love funny. that. Um, anyway, so um, in the late 2010s, the memes began to gain traction through online communities like, um, what, r slash Karen subreddit, originally created by an angry man with an ex-wife, as mm. we discussed. And eventually it came to be specifically associated with incidents in which white women confronted, taunted and policed black people. Mm -hmm. And that really took off uh, in the late 2010s because women, Karens will have issues with anybody. But because they're upholding this like white womanhood element, it's specifically targeted at black people. Mm -hmm. And like as white women, you and I, we do experience oppression from other shit, you know, but our oppression is really like the daintiest and the yeah, surface level it's oppression. It's the cushiest yeah. of them, you know? <laughs> so like it's, you kind of just have to check that a little bit anyway. Um, so I'm going to start us off here with my number 10 and it's, uh, I didn't know what to call her other than I was told by Apple care. Have you? No, <laughs> that's exactly how she sounds. Okay. This was just a, a, a vine that took off. Okay. And that's exactly how she sounds. Like she's in an Apple store and she has like a stroller and the woman's talking to her like you can't come in without like an appointment or we don't have this part or something like that. And she just starts screaming around like I was told by Apple Care. <laughs> and her voice is so shaky, like she's never screamed in her life. So it's like she's deciding now. She's to finding her Karen up. voice, yeah. Yeah. So I found what was this? There was an article by Foster Carner um for Complex, which I think is a magazine online. I don't know, it says. Um so the video, the vine was taken by a TV host and actress named Portia Coleman who appeared everywhere from MTV to the Disney Channel to BAT, like a bunch of stuff. So should there just happened to be someone they could interview about this one incident. Um, Coleman explains some of what happened, but for starters, it all went down when she dropped into the Apple store at the Grove, pretty popular shopping scene in L.A. Um, as for what the problem was exactly, nobody really knows, as is mostly <laughs> the case. It says perhaps a MacBook, <laughs> which I love. It could have been anything because um, she needed a part. 
Coleman had been browsing the store when she saw the entire scene start to play out. The woman was getting agitated, agitated and speaking in a rather aggressive tone. And staff members 10 minutes before um, to, to staff members 10 minutes before I started to film her. So she was kind of getting really pissed. Um, Coleman recalls referring to her vine clip. She says that was the peak of her rant. Uh, it just so happened that I caught the seven second meltdown. The Apple Store representative was so calm. It was truly admirable. She was getting screamed at, stared down and never raised her voice once. Um, needless to say, Coleman wasn't the only one who noticed all of this go down. Everyone at the store thought that she was on medication or had forgotten to take it or something, mm. seeing that she was in such a public traffic oriented location. Like, you know how busy Apple oh, stores yeah, are. Always. Um, and that's all Coleman really knows. But I just think that's so fucking crazy. I can't believe you've never seen that vine. No, I haven't. Because her voice sounds so funny. Oh, my God. But that's number 10 for me because it's only seven second yeah, meltdown. Quick one. But I do think that it's interesting with like Karen meltdowns is they all tend to like get really, really, really intense. Like they mm-hmm. do build and yep. then there's like a scream and then they don't know what to do after. Applecare. And it's like after the scream where they're coming down. That's so funny to me. It's like when they're just like looking around and nobody's doing anything. <laughs> And then they just leave. And then Usually. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the best. I wonder if she got her part. I don't think so. I don't know. Fart that bitch. Fart that bitch. <laughs> that's uh, why bitch is satisfying too, right? Yeah, there's a bitch. <laughs> the, well, I don't know what the CH thing is called, but T, yeah, I don't know. I've learned so many things today. Yeah. That's a good one. So yours is like mostly based on videos, right? Like you did like the oldies but goodies. Yeah, I have some that I don't have like video clips for, but I do have a few video clips. I'll, I'll show Ooh. you the audio for later. But um, yeah, I, I was trying to find like, what are the like most iconic Karen moments mm-hmm. on the internet? But that one was big. There's one, one particular that comes to mind, a video, mm-hmm. and I really hope it's on your list. Okay. So we'll see. <laughs> um, I did mine more like, um, like people writing in, but mm-hmm. it's not really people writing into our podcast. It's people writing in in general yeah. about their Karen experiences. So I would like to thank Bored Panda for yes. all of these stories. There was um, so many. There's 49 stories on here. It's called 49 Stories from People Who Met a Real Life Karen. <laughs> so I'm going to start with a, a short one, but I just thought it was too good because a lot of these Karen meets her maker. Okay. Okay. So this person says, in medical school, we had a Karen. She was not a very nice person. She was notorious for losing her temper on just about everyone and being an overall bully. One day, she picked me as a target. Apparently, I was sitting in, quote, her seat. I asked her to point out to me where it was posted or embroidered on the seat that this was Karen's seat, and I refused to budge. Uh, Professor enters the lecture theater. Karen protested to the professor in front of everyone. Professor proceeded to give her a verbal beatdown on entitlement and how these types of people make horrible doctors. Karen felt wronged and left. The whole class applauded as she was leaving. (laughs) She mostly kept to herself afterwards. I felt like it was long overdue justice being served. (laughs) Yay! Slay. Slay. (laughs) Can you imagine the whole place applauding? Yes. Um, And that's how you know you've really fucked up. That reminds me of the time we went to um, karaoke Mm-hmm. And there was a couple who I would argue were Karens. Mm-hmm. Like they were quite the Karen types. Um, and they were sitting there and everybody was waiting on them to leave the karaoke well, place that we were at. For some context, we go to this karaoke bar that doesn't open karaoke until like what, 10? Nine, yeah, nine or 10? Nine or 10. And yeah, and, and like for, after dinner service is done. Right. Yeah. So everybody has to be like out of the karaoke mm-hmm. area. Yeah, there's like a mini stage and they'll do dinner like on the stage and this couple knew that we were all waiting on them 
they've been told three times and they're like, yeah, 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 we get it. We get it. They have the bill. They've already paid. They have the bill. Like everything is good. And they just refuse to leave. They're having some deep life talk for like two hours, for like two hours. And they finally leave and everybody's like, it was, that place was packed too. <laughs> it was packed. Because I remember when we first started going there, like there weren't that many people. It would be like you and me, just like the only people yeah. singing there. And now, now it's, it's really like, popular. Now it's like the place and it's very fun, but it's very intense. Like people take the karaoke very seriously. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. don't, don't get in the way of it. Like two songs max. But yeah, those were Karens. Real life Karens. Real, we real survived life real life Karens. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. They didn't have a meltdown though. I would have loved to see I know. It would have been nice. Anyway. But the applauding when you leave is a new type of embarrassment. <laughs> I can't. Oh my God. Imagine embarrassing yourself that bad. Plus like, why do you want to make enemies out of people that work retail and like food service? They're going to fuck your shit up. Oh, 100%. And also They'll find so you. it's so much fun to like have an emotional support barista. Like, I don't know if you do, but I have a Starbucks right by my office and when I have a shit day, I'm like... Kaya, <laughs> but you try. She's like, I got you, girl. She's like, I'll put a heart on your cup. Yeah. I've got yeah, you, literally. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. So number nine for me is another one that you may or may not know, but I call it the Paul Sheldon Misery Bookstore Warrior. Um, okay. <laughs> I love these names. Yeah, and I do have a little audio here. Let me see if I can play this for you. But essentially, some backstory: this woman and. She is just, you know, she's sweaty with a little French braid in. Mm. And um, she's at the Barnes and Noble, at the at the front of Barnes and Noble. And okay. she's like, do you guys have the Misery books by Paul Sheldon? Which, by the way, is not the author of the um Like series. Misery, like the movie adaptation? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like where, okay, Kathy Bates breaks some legs. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So, Interesting choice. <laughs> so if you, if you remember, Paul Sheldon is the character yeah. in that. Okay. Anyway, she's like, you don't have the Misery series by Paul Sheldon. It's very good. And like, she gets really angry. And he's like, I don't think so, but I can look it up for you. And so he does. He goes and looks it up. And, you know, to his credit, he's being very calm and very Mm -hmm. like pleasant. And she's like, why don't you have this? Like, you're a bookstore. Like, you should have this very popular book series. And he's like, well, we can order it for you. And she's like, I'm not interested in you ordering it for me. Like, she gets really upset. Um, There's more to the story than you might know. But I am going to play this little bit for you because <laughs> so it is, excited. this is at her like peak of her meltdown where she's turning around to everybody in line and just like, wait, okay. Misery books? I'm telling you, how can any of you be in a bookstore when you don't know Paul Sheldon? When you've never read Misery? I can't, what is wrong with you all? I don't understand what is happening! No worries, man, no worries. I am looking for a cock-a-doodling ball! I can order it for you. Let's see if it was nearby. I might have it. And then so she just, like, has that scream, and then she just stands in, like, that same pose after her scream, just staring for, like, 20 seconds. Did she say cock a dooting book? Yeah, I'm gonna keep playing it. This okay. Is, this is the after that. Be clear. Okay. So this is her just standing post scream. Okay. And I want you to hear what oh, she's it's so awkward. Oh no. Oh god. Okay. Ma'am. Uh. Ma'am. <laughs> like she doesn't know what to do. And then she. Oh. As she grabs a Stephen King book off the counter and goes, this looks good. Oh, homegirl's having a mental health breakdown. Which is what I thought, too. Uh Uh-oh. Tell us, detective, what happened? There was a local theater group that was performing Misery, an adaption of Misery. And this woman was playing the main character, Kathy Bates' character. And this was a promotional stunt that was so successful. 
it blew up. It got so big. People were like, this is fucking crazy. Because it is fucking crazy. It is. Because that's... Wait, that's genius. That's the only reason this something this crazy is that far down on my list. Because yeah. like, otherwise this would have been number one for me. cock a she held that note. Oh my god, she really did. She really did. Um, but yeah, they like sold out all of their shows, and like it went so well. Um, but I was like, that is the smartest way to promote a yes. book. Oh my god, nobody. Wait, that's incredible. I, know, I love especially that, especially for something like Misery, which is like about a crazy yeah. middle-aged woman. Right. Like that's so. Perfect. And I love that she used Paul Sheldon because that's the character in the actual like mm-hmm. theater. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's really cool. I know, right? But isn't it insane that to us on first look and to probably the listeners who are listening, that is a totally like plausible Karen storyline. Like we were like just accepting it. We were just like, damn, okay. Because I didn't know it was fake. I remember when we were going to make this list, I was like, oh, we have to put Paul Sheldon Misery Warrior on there. She's fucking crazy. Um, But looking into it, I was like, damn. Wait, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So that's number nine for me. That was a good one. Thank you. That was a really good one. Okay, my next story. I met plenty of Karens while working retail, but there's one who stands out. This Karen had the most entitled attitude of anyone I've ever met. She was also a regular customer, so we had to deal with her crap at least twice a week. Karen's favorite pastime would be to literally fill a trolley with clearance items. These are a nightmare as you have to reduce the price on the mm-hmm. on the tab manually. Gross. Okay, that would be terrible, first mm. of all. I always think about the fact that I would never make it as a grocery store worker because I'm terrible at scanning things. Mm-hmm. And then you get to produce and you have to like put them in. Oh, anyway, sidebar. <laughs> no, that's so true because I don't know shit about vegetables. And then people, because when I go to grocery shop with Ethan, he buys the craziest shit. And then every time the cashier is like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and I would never know the difference between like parsley and cilantro. Or like organic first. Yeah, it's a whole mess. So anyways, back to the letter. Management was worried about scanning fraud and so had disabled the multiplication button on the tab. This meant that each item has to be scanned and discounted individually. Mm. Once all of her items had been scanned and discounted, Karen would always kick up a fuss over the price, accusing us of overcharging her and demanding to see a manager. Some managers would give in to Karen, which meant voiding the transaction and starting over. If they told Karen to get lost, she complained about never shopping here again and storm out, leaving a full trolley of goods to put back. Thanks, bitch. (laughs) That was in the letter. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> Either way, the entire shit show would take at least an hour. There was a nice moment of karma for Karen, however. One winter, we had an especially heavy snowstorm. Our policy in this case is to clear the car park access to the space closest to the door. We do this as very few people come out when it's snowing that hard and lets people park as close as possible. Not Karen, though. Oh, no. She pulls into the car park, drives into the uncleared section, and tries to drive through a snowdrift, hitting oh a covered bollard in the process, which I think is one of those like things that stop you from going mm-hmm. forward. She then clomps into the store, demands to see the manager, and proceeds to yell at him point blank. Apparently, she was going to sue us and get every employee fired for, quote, not clearing her usual parking space of snow. Our manager responded by banning her from our store for being abusive towards staff. Jesus Christ. The you... entitlement. <laughs> oh, you know what? That shit. Making this this list was hard because I was, like, so angry. <laughs> you know? And I just can't believe how people feel so entitled I just know. to people's, like, time and space and money and mm-hmm. all of this shit. Like, what happens to a person that's, like, let me be an asshole. Like, I want to make a scene being an asshole. I really don't think they feel bad either. Like, mm. I think... I don't just Well, some of them must because they leave the store eventually because they're so embarrassed, you know? Uh, I'm still I'm still not over the pause after the book lady. It's, it was so awkward. Apparently, the character in Misery would do that. So, like, the... Yes, that's true. Have you seen that movie? I don't think so. It's I really good. I might Once Upon a Time... But anyway, quite interesting. God. Did you do you have any personal Karen stories? Like, have you ever worked a retail job where you had to deal with a Karen? Um, 
Yes. So I used to work at a hair salon Mm. and there was a lady that would come in and she had a crusty, dusty, nasty wig. Mm. And she would, for some reason, have us take the wig off. And she was a really old lady. She barely had any hair left. She would make us take the wig off, shampoo and wash her like crusty little scalp Mm -hmm. and then dye her hair underneath the wig, which I always thought was a bit strange. Right. It was my first like two weeks on the job. I had never shampooed anybody's hair, much less like an old frail lady with mm. no hair and sure. color, right? Color is mm. hard to wash off. Yes. So I sit her in the shampoo thing. She gets like the littlest amount of water on her shirt and she flipped out at me, flipped out at me and then like berated me in front of everyone. I had to go in the back and cry because I'm very sensitive. And then she talked to my boss and my boss was like, my boss was also a bit of a Karen, but she comes to the back and she's like, you better dry your tears. Like you have to drive this lady home. Drive her home? Drive her home. For what? What happened? Apparently she never rides. She got dropped off by somebody. She's so fucking old she can't drive. What the fuck? I know. So I drove her home. Why would they make you of all people drive her home? I was 16. That's got to be illegal, right? Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? Actually, that whole experience was very Karen-y. I could probably go into more details. Jesus, I didn't know you worked at a salon. Yeah. I can imagine salons get a lot of Karens. Like, a lot. Oh, 100%. The other, like, really sketchy thing that happened at that place, which I am totally digressing right now, but we had a wedding party come in. It was five bridesmaids and a bride. So six people. They all want that Russian updo. Exactly. Um, (laughs) I did not have a license. I was simply a shampoo girl and, like, um, the front desk person, Mm -hmm. right? And... One of the girls called out sick, the hairstylist, so they made me do someone's updo. And I was fully 16 year old, sixteen years old with no license doing an updo That's on hard. someone. Updo's the hardest. Nobody likes doing an updo. I fucking rock that shit, though. Good for you. And she was not a Karen in my chair, luckily, so she yeah. was very sweet about it. Yeah. And she barely had any hair, so it was easy to just curl it and go. Jesus but Christ. That place was sketch. Yeah. <laughs> that was the weirdest oh first God. job ever. Although, okay, I did go to a salon once to get my mustache waxed, and that was a <laughs> fucking journey that I went on. I need to tell you this story. Yeah, this please is also do. This isn't a Karen story, but it's a salon horror story. (laughs) So I go to, I had just moved to town and I didn't, I wasn't living in the city, but I was living like kind of like in the burbs. You've been to my first apartment. It was a little bit out Mm -hmm. there. Anyway, the nearest salon that I could get like an appointment at to go wax my mustache because I got PCOS. So I grow hair like a motherfucker (laughs) and not just on my mustache, like under my chin and stuff too. Mm -hmm. And full wax experience. Yeah. Yeah. Full wax experience. But you know, I wasn't medicated at the time. So it was worse. Anyway. I went in there and I found this place called Simone's, which should have been my first indicator. <laughs> I walk into the salon. It's this like pop tart raspberry teal color on the walls. And like, it looks like they haven't changed their decor since the 80s. Oh, Lord. And this woman who was Simone walks up to the front and she has the biggest perm I've ever seen in my life. Like, it looks like a like one of those white woman 70s afros, you know? Oh, and, gosh. And she's she's got, stuck in the 80s. And something. She was stuck in, like, the 60s. (laughs) Stuck way back. And she she had, like, the big glasses and everything. And I was like, I just need, like, a mustache wax. And she's like, okay. Like, she was not sure how to do that. Like, they're waxing You should have turned around. I was like, okay, but now I just want to see where this goes. (laughs) You love the story. (laughs) I do. I will suffer (laughs) through a bad experience for the story. Um, And so, you know, if you have ever had your eyebrows waxed or anything, they take you to, like, a back room where you lay down, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything like that here. So she sat me down in like one of this ha- the hair, hair, chair. hair chairs <gasps> in front of everybody. So I was like, okay, girl, whatever. You're lucky I don't get embarrassed easily. Um, and so she gets, she pulls like the wax warmer out of the drawer. It didn't not get used very often. She dusted it off. She dusted a little it bit. off. And it like, I was like, why do you have waxing on your. It had like a candle in it. Literally. She's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and it was just this like tiny little wax strips. I was like, and I was like, I already know this isn't going to work, but let's see how this goes. And so she starts going to town on my shit. 
And she keeps, she cannot get it right. She's like, fuck, you got so much hair. Like, that's what she sounded like. She goes, oh my God, you got more hair than my mother. <laughs> like that shit. Just insulting her customers because she's fucking up? She okay. can't get it right. And I was like, what the fuck? And by the time I left, she had only gotten the half of it off of my face. And I just saw the red everywhere. And it was so funny because she sounded like your know, quintessential, like, smoker New yeah. York woman who's like, oh, you've got more hair than my mother. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Hope you had a good time at Simone's. And Simone's closed two months later. Oh, <laughs> That's scary. That's trusting somebody with a lot of fragile skin. You know, brave. it's funny, though. <laughs> Hey, at least she wasn't a Karen, I guess. At least you weren't a Karen. At least I wasn't a Karen. Yeah. I could have been. You could have. You could have gotten that service for free. I was like, you know, Simone, you look like you're struggling. I'll yeah. still pay the 18 bucks. <laughs> Love you, kid. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, cool. Anyway, um, which is funny because my next story is actually also a salon story. Ooh, um, okay. And I think it'll give it away if I say the title. And so we're just going to say the title. And it's Robin! Exclamation point. I don't know if you know these. Yes. You know this yes. one? Yes. Okay. I've seen this one. Finally. Robin. I'm him. Yeah. That was so rude, Robin. You hit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, I don't have a video of this one, but it's so funny because the the way that the salon worker talks to her is funny to me, but it's not a funny situation. Essentially, there's a, a Karen in a chair, and mm-hmm. she has this woman that, who's been doing her hair for a while, and she's doing her little highlights or whatever, and she's got her bleach in, and she's waiting to, like, process. And yeah. so... Um, her hairdresser's like, I'm gonna have my assistant, you know, wash you or whatever or something. And her assistant happened to be, I think she was Filipino. Mm-hmm. And um, Karen was like, oh, I don't like that. Like, she obviously was making a stink that the woman, wa- like, washing her hair wasn't white. And yep. so the hairdresser, to her credit, she's like, why does that bother you? That's not cool. Like, you're being racist, yeah. Robin. But she's kind of, like, saying it in it's a way to, like... To, it's, it's, like, patronizing, but it's almost to, like talking to a child to like bring her down to the Robin that's so mean Robin and so eventually like it it gets to the point where Robin like smacks at her or something and so she's like you know what no get out of my chair leave and Robin's like but I still have bleach in my hair I still like she's like I don't care wash it out somewhere else um and I was like yeah good for you bitch kick that bitch out but like it's so fucking crazy that these women have to be talked to like children Mm -hmm. Which that's why this is this is the best example of it. I just sometimes it's one of those intrusive thoughts I get like randomly throughout the day where I'll just be like, Robin, Robin, we don't hit. That's not nice. (laughs) That makes me sad when you do that. No, she doesn't say that. But literally, but she kind of has the voice of um, Alexis from Schitt's Creek. If you've never seen the video, yeah, yeah. yeah. a little Robin. But like it's like I don't know. That's why I wrote Robin exclamation point. Like it's not the same. We're just Robin. It's right. Robin. Robin. I mean, Robin could be a new. Karen contender. I, 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 I like the name Robin. I do too. And I have a friend, Robin. Um, and so I like, I, I, I think it's a cute name. But um, yeah, that one, I don't remember what I ranked these on with like most ridiculous because some of them are, are very ridiculous. Mm. I, I think it was like most unjustifiable meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I do feel like, like you said, I think salons are breeding grounds for Karens. Oh God. Hair in general, just d- doing the service of someone's hair is such like a touchy thing. Yeah. So you're going to get people that are going to be angry about stuff. And but then that's just blatant racism. Sure. Racism. I don't, I don't remember what Robin said. And I don't know if it was because she was like a racist. I mean, she, she definitely could have yeah. been. But I don't know if she was like uncomfortable with somebody else doing her hair. But then the way she reacted to like that concept later was just inappropriate yeah, you know yeah, like I, I get being protective of your hair but like it's just a shampoo sh- girl. it's just a shampoo yeah, it's gonna be fine 
I hope her hair looked bad. Unless you're me and you get a little bit of water on someone's shirt and then she makes you drive her home. Anyways. Jesus. Trauma. I need to talk about that in therapy. Okay. Next story. <clears throat> this one's also racist themes. Okay. Let's Everything it. okay over there? Yeah. I just got a text. Popular. When I worked at the Home Depot, a Karen told me that she didn't want any black men to install her flooring. What? Disgusting. I was in charge of arranging her order and told her that we don't select which individuals exactly will install her floor Mm -hmm. and that she'll get who she gets, basically. She proceeds to have a fit about it and demands white installers. For what? Right? And asks to speak to my manager. And I'm so glad she did because my manager's name is Dwayne and he was a real big black dude. Thank (laughs) fucking God. Turns out she did not want to speak to the manager. When you're that's a short and sweet one. God, no, that's fantastic. Can you imagine having the audacity in 20 whatever the year is? I mean, it's got to be past like 2011. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what year was this article. Two years ago. Two Can years. you imagine having the audacity to call Home Depot and be like, I only want white installers? Give me a non-racist reason for that. There isn't. I mean, exactly. there can't be one, There's right? no possible oh, fucking way. I feel like we need a new term for Karens that are like racist. Mm. But we'll think of it. Maybe it'll come to us. Yeah, miss, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Whoopsie. Anyways, that one was short and sweet, but okay. I have a similar one. So these get kind of they get more into the territory of like social commentary as we go, I guess. But um, this one's just kind of stupid, and I can't believe this woman threw a fit about this. But uh, it's called Permit Patty. Do you know of her? <laughs> no. Permit. Patty. I love a good alliteration. I though. love when they have names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, you know, heard about Permit Patty. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Permit Patty went viral back in 2018 after threatening to report an eight-year-old black child for, quote, illegally selling water without a permit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking crazy, right? Um, oh. So, talking to CNN, uh, Allison Attell explained that she was uh, becoming increasingly frustrated as someone was shouting outside constantly about $2 water bottles on sale when she was trying to work from home. Attell then decided to call 911 after the seller refused to leave, which is when the child's mother started to film. While Permit Patty noticed the filming, (laughs) she immediately ducked behind a wall to avoid being seen, probably aware of the ramifications of these viral videos. Um, In the video, the mother can be heard saying, you can't you can hide all you want. The whole world going to see you. (laughs) And the world did almost instantly. Um, Permit Patty faced backlash (laughs) over the overreaction, which led to her resigning from her role as a CEO of a cannabis based company. Twist. Hmm. Um, Treat Well Health. Permit. That's the name of the company. Um, Permit Patty has since apologized for her actions and claims that she was only, quote, pretending to call the police on the child. However, uh, the 911 recording actually revealed that <laughs> Permit Patty did, in fact, report the child for, you. for, quote, not having a vendor permit, actually calling the cops on a child because of them selling bottled water near your house is so fucking crazy I, yeah like i'm not even a noise complaint a permit complaint like that's so extra dude are you joking what and it was like a really hot day like the, so people were actually like buying stuff from this kid and i can imagine like maybe oh there's a noise like people are out here buying mm-hmm. water from this kid or whatever no she's not talking eight-year-olds don't even know what permits are Mm-mm. girl relax i do love i do love the idea of permit patty like the <sighs> name that's hilarious yeah the, the anti-hero we didn't know we needed. But dude, and for her to have, like, a cannabis company to be like, I'm all about being, like, zen and yeah. cool, and that you are the least zen person I've ever Very heard of. Very unzen. Um, sorry, I have to... Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, that reminds me, if if anybody gets a wild hair um, this Christmas, this holiday season, mm. and they want to watch one of the most ridiculous movies I've ever seen, there's a movie called Christmas Karen. Oh, good. 
and it's about a woman who is a Karen mm. and she has to see like um, Christmas past, present and future and basically like change her ways. But one of the opening scenes is a little girl who has leukemia and she's selling lemonade and she does the same thing where she calls the cops and says that this little girl does not have a permit. It must be inspired by. It must be. That's funny. It's it was actually like pretty funny. I actually quite enjoyed the movie. So if you all get get an itch, there's a TikTok thing that's blowing up right now, and I'm only telling you because you are so smart to not be on TikTok. Um, addicted, it's fully addicted. So fucking fair. But this is so funny. I want to say it's like a beauty queen who does this. So she's beautiful, and I'm automatically into that. But um, she pretends to be like an angel and have been like processing people, and she sounds like Fran Fine with like a really thick New York <laughs> accent. And so like she's like doing the customer care work and so she's like oh yeah you want to get upgraded to our angel package that's going to cost you like an extra 7,000 good deeds and it looks like you're 7,000 short <laughs> uh, you did make 400 baristas cry oh, no. <laughs> I need that, to check that out she's like, and that really you know wears down your credit up yeah. here yeah, that's yeah. So can't funny. get the angel package for that <laughs> I love these segues because this is about a customer oh, call center look at us oh yeah <laughs> okay another story it's been long enough that I think anyone involved has long since forgotten. Now, I should say that this did not happen to me personally, but it did occur in real time while I was indirectly present. I was working for a phone company in a call center. Mm -hmm. We were in training for a new scope of service, and part of that training involved listening to some of these calls that may be recorded for training purposes. I'm really glad they use those mm -hmm. as, as a sidebar because sure. uh, they always say that. Do they even use them? I don't know, but they do apparently. Normally, the recordings are selected semi-randomly, but this one was specifically selected because it had happened to a supervisor in our center 10 minutes prior. Karen called us in a fury. It seems that she had discovered that her son had replaced her number on his five favorite numbers list with the contact information of an unknown female. <laughs> she wanted us to change it back, and we legally could not do that. It's not her phone, after all, and right. he made the change intentionally. When the agent on the call tells her this, Karen flips her shit in the way only a true Karen can. It's the full package, screaming, shouting, accusing us of being crooked, unfair, the customer's always right, etc., etc. At this point, I should mention that Karen was calling from the store in her local mall. After about five minutes of Karen rage, all in caps, which I love, we hear the following exchange. Serious authority voice. Ma'am, if you can't calm down, you're going to have to leave the store. Mostly incoherent Karen raging. Sounds like I will not calm down. They're cheating me and so forth. Okay, ma'am, you're under arrest. Shocked, disbelieved Karen in a rage. I'm what? The authority voice. You're under arrest, man, for blah, 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 blah. The final declaration is followed by the sound of a mobile phone clattering to the floor slash countertop from where the salesperson retrieves it. And he says, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I don't think you have to worry about this anymore. She just got arrested. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so that speaks to me because I worked uh, like uh, as like a phone operator mm -hmm. with with Nissan for a while, and like I did I, I did sell cars too, but that was pretty much the gist of my job. And so right. like when I would get people to come into the store, that's when I'd sell them the car. But I had to kind of convince them to come in, which like it's kind of a, you know everything's shady this these days. Mm -hmm. But like the most people that I would get who would like be upset at me were men. Surprisingly, mm. I know which the I was, car thing I think maybe. Uh, well, yeah. I remember one time. The way the system works is if you go onto the Nissan website and there's like a chat box that's like, can I help you with anything? So I'd be like, um, I guess I'm just looking at Altimos or whatever, anything like that. Yeah. They, your information is sent to like mm. a database that collects all of that and then sends it out to like every Nissan dealership within and your bothers area. bothers incessantly. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking ridiculous mm. and it's very awful. Um, so I can understand why people are upset about it. Um, but my job was just to kind of call that person. I was like, hey, I just saw that you were interested in Ultima. That's all I said. And he's like, this is not how you fucking sell a car. This is fucking ridiculous. How dare you? I fucking hate all you people and I'm never buying a car from you. So fuck you. Hang up. And I was like, what the <gasps> oh. fuck, bro? I'm like, I totally get like 
that's not a cool way to do it, but I'm a it's person. My job. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah. So that was crazy. But the thing is with middle-aged women that would call in and be upset, I figured out the way to like make Karen's normal. Ooh, tell us. Talk to them like they're Becky's. Talk to them like they're 21. And this has like always been my secret to like getting along with people that I don't really care about. I remember this one time this woman named Phyllis called and she was like, <laughs> she was like, oh my God, you guys don't have this Ultima in this pearl white color. And I was like, oh my God, that pearl white color slays though. It's so pretty, isn't it? She's like, yes. <laughs> she's like, Someone I, who gets it. She's like, and I need it. And I don't want to buy a car in another color. And I'm like, yeah, honestly, girl slay because an aesthetic is everything. And she's like, yes, correct. <laughs> So I ended you up, tamed the dragon. Yeah, I ended up finding her another car in the same color. And she came in and like one of the other salespersons was like trying to come up to her. She's like, no, I only want to talk to Emma. I love that. And I sold a woman a car based only on the color. And I was like, you know what? Phyllis is a queen. Low key. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Where's her crown? There's there's ways around it. Yeah. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. So oh, I love that. <laughs> I love Phyllis. Um, anyway. So my next one is a little similar, but this Karen... Uh, she kind of changed her ways, but it took a while. <laughs> okay. So, a reformed Karen, if you will. Yeah. Okay. She's a QAnon lady, so she oh. is known as QAnon Target Karen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love these alliterations. Yep. Okay. Uh, so Alexandra Samples from the Daily Dot wrote this little article on her, um, but essentially... Um, her name is uh, Mel- Melissa Rain Lively, a.k.a. On, AKA QAnon Karen, uh, was filmed, <laughs> or she filmed herself having a meltdown at a Target after realizing the store was selling face masks in July of, like, 2021. Um, but while that purpor- that portion of the video went viral, it was actually a pair of larger filming sprees that she went on throughout the day, broadcasting her outlandish <laughs> QAnon theories to Instagram Live until she was ultimately arrested in her own home for doing this. Oh, my... She had a full day of activities. Literally, she went to, like, a shitload of stores and was like, this is, like, all of the nonsense yeah. on, on live. Like, she filmed her own shit, right? Um, but eventually she's like, she realized she was fucking up and she's making videos about how you can help others who get sucked into this kind of like hole, which I was like, oh, good. like cause okay. the conspiracy network is so large yeah. and this was such a big deal. Cause there were so many people doing this and I feel like you can't talk about Karens without talking about like anti-maskers because mm-hmm. as you're digging, 100%, yeah. as you're digging through these, it's like 95% of them mm-hmm. are this. Yep. And it's just like, dude, it, it only confirms to me that Karens are all just Republicans at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So mm-hmm. for some reason, I'm picturing like a Karen's anonymous circle and they're like, hi, my name is Karen. Like I, I used to be involved in ridiculous theories and everyone's like, hi, hi Karen. Karen. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly like what else this article said, but like it's, that's pretty much it. I, I, I would love to find audio, but I didn't, I didn't end time, but there's so many videos of her. She's like knocking over displays and like oh making gosh. a scene. Like you would not believe. Um, yeah, but fucking crazy. Yeah. But it's a short one. Cause I was like, I don't know if I, we have Q-Anon the- Karen. Yeah. Introducing the new Barbie. <laughs> there should be a series of dolls. That's her accessory. She, she in hatred. With, she comes with bleach. <laughs> with horse tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Another letter. The mother of a girl I went to school with comes into the shop I work at at 5.58 p.m. As you do. And we close at 6. Oh, yes. The lights are half off. The front door is closed. The roller door is half down. And she goes, hi, my name. I'm just running in to grab a few things. Before I can tell her not to, she's gone into the aisles. My manager comes over and goes, what are you doing? We have to be done by 6. He went to find her. She's already got a basket full of things going, where are the caps, caps, capsicums? What is that? Must be British. Capsaicins or 
C-A-P-S-I-C-U-M-S. Capsicums. Actually, I'm going to Google this because it's going to bother me. When people th- when people spell things on for me, <laughs> or they, they are like, what's four times A? I, my brain just goes blank, and all I hear is like, <laughs> like in my head. I, no, <laughs> no okay, I'm so sorry. It's a bell pepper. It's just the British way of saying Cap- it. Because, oh, yeah, like capsaicin is made by pe- yeah, with peppers. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, because that's wow, the hot stuff. Wow, people are smart. We're like bell pepper. <laughs> it's a bell pepper. Bale pepper. Yeah. Okay, where are the bell peppers? Can I just grab da da da? Keep in mind, this is a fruit shop. Half of the items come off the shelves and into the cool room. Sure. My manager is literally the nicest guy ever and agrees to ring up her items as long as she pays card, as the cash is all packed into the safe. No, that's ridiculous. I only have cash. Hun, can you tell him I only have cash? So I tell her the exact same thing that we literally cannot access the cash mm-hmm. once the safe is closed for the day. Oh, well, can you just pay for it on your card and I'll get my daughter to pay you back? The audacity. I told her that I can't do that. She starts shouting about how unprofessional we are, that the shop is awful because half the items are gone. We are closed. And that she's never coming back. Thank God. Okay. She avoids me at school events now, and I honestly feel sorry for her daughter. The stories I hear about this cow are shocking. The icing on the cake. Her name's actually Karen. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. I love when that shit happens. You do. It's like you're living up to your name. I think that that's a really interesting phenomenon, not to sideline, but like, think about like Anthony Weiner, Usain Bolt, like people that like have these names. Oh, I, I and love when like, that happens. My my boss who works in food service <laughs> with his name. <laughs> True. Which we shan't reveal. Which we shan't reveal, but I think that's funny. Like people His just, name is Steak. No, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, yeah, his name is Banana. Um, <laughs> No, but people, people kind of live up to their like names that you give them, and it's mm. like self fulfilling prophecies, manifestation. It's real. Look yeah, I agree. Um, Anthony Weiner is a funny one. That is a funny one. <laughs> okay, um, Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so this one, I was like, okay, do I call this woman this because every woman that's a Karen has probably done this. This was Starbucks Karen. Like, I think that... The OG Karen. Yeah, I think that Karen's, like, spawn inside of Starbucks. She's, like, the boss level in a video game. <laughs> oh, my God. There is a boss level Karen. We'll talk about her Ooh, later for sure. But this woman has a meltdown that's so crazy that she's laughed out and booed out of the store by everyone. <laughs> yes. So I do have some audio Public for this one. justice. Okay. Um, it's a four-minute video, so I won't show you the whole thing. But I will show you... Well, it's not the whole, the whole video. I think it's actually, like... Sorry, I got a news clip. She starts, like, smacking the register. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, wait. Come on now. Yeah, so that's Everyone's pretty funny. Like, yeah. Everyone's like, goodbye. Yeah, because What she, was she even saying? I don't even Something know. about, like, a salary I and... think that she was upset about the mask situation, oh, honestly. Um, oh, goodness. And then they didn't have what she wanted on top of that. Like, I think it was just, like, her needing to act up like that. I think nine times out of ten, these women do this because they don't have control over mm-hmm. a lot of other shit in their life. Yep. And we learned that lesson in A Christmas, Karen, so... In A Christmas... <laughs> That's a funny name and a yeah. funny concept, yeah. and I really respect them it's for really doing good. that. We yeah. should watch it together this Christmas. That sounds great. That one was quite scary. I I heard the beating of the register. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is the blurb I wrote on it. Um, it says this could be a genre all its own because Karens 
like live in Starbucks and I there's so many blue haired baristas out there that have probably been traumatized those little, little gay kids don't deserve mm-hmm. that you know um, I, that's literally what I wrote I said and many a blue haired queer said to me <laughs> you make their iceless refreshers uh, with those dry ass inclusions uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know they're just getting like verbally assaulted by a woman who has zero hobbies like she has nothing else to do and that's why that's happening um, it probably has lots of time to kill. So it's like, why do they always insist that they're like, I have to be somewhere right now. I was like, girl, why'd you stop at Starbucks? Like they always got some shit to say about it. And it's like, you're literally doing this for what? For what? Yeah. I think I agree though about the control thing. I think that's a good theory. Oh, for sure. And it's like, it's like any, any cycle of uh, abuse really, mm-hmm. where like they take it out on the person that's underneath them and, yep. and in their eyes, it's to have like the power and the people control. are yeah. underneath them. Yeah. So, like, it makes me sad for them a little bit. Yeah. No, I know. Well, it, yeah. Eh, yeah. But, you know, there are people who like to have control that aren't huge assholes. So, you know, decisions. But I would like sure. to take a moment of silence for all the baristas in the world mm. who've ever had to deal with this. I wonder if there's something that, like, when a woman orders it, it, like, already makes you know it's going to be a bad situation where they where they roll up and they're like, actually, can I get, like, a the grande in a venti cup, no ice, like, shit, like, that's really expensive. Yeah, I've heard the no ice refresher is the thing. The classic. Yeah, because they think that you're trying to like screw them with ice. I'm like, girl. Yeah, please. I said no whip. Like, oh, just scares me. It really does. Okay, another letter. Mm. One time, Karen put her own hair in her half-eaten plate of food and then threw a royal fit, demanding that her meal be calmed and that she speak to the manager. Which favorite Karen saying? Speak to Mm. the manager. I went into the back of the restaurant, pulled out the orange hair with three inches of regrowth and asked the Mexican guys in the kitchen, hey, did any of you guys bring a wig to work today? They told me to fuck off. I went back out. I told Karen that nobody on staff has red hair with blonde roots while staring directly at her disastrous dye job. But the manager said we'd be happy to buy dessert for the whole table to make up for this strange phenomenon. The four other people at the table were clearly mortified and declined dessert. She ordered cheesecake and they all sat there and glared at her while she devoured it. (laughs) Have you ever been out with a Karen? Um, I would be so embarrassed. I would be yeah. so mortified. Yeah, it is embarrassing. Um, but you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Just like hope that they don't hate you or spit in your food. Yeah. Too, you know? I have a friend that I'm thinking of and I won't mm-hmm. name names. Um, but I just need to tell you this story and mm-hmm. you know this friend. I'll just mouth it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, if he needs to, can become a little bit of a Karen. Mm-hmm. Which what's the male version of Karen is like a brat or whatever. Um a Ken. There you go. Ken. Ken. So I will say one time it was it was much deserved because we were so tired. We'd been traveling. Um, me and the other people in the group had all ordered Thai food and we ordered like six or seven things. The Uber Eats driver showed up with one order of pad Thai. Shit. So my friend got on the phone with Uber Eats and said the most iconic line that I still quote to this day. And said, oh, can you give me your name? And the person was like, here's my name. And my friend said, oh, good, because I need it in case you fuck up again. And then hung up the phone. I mean, slay, honestly, at that point. That was kind of justified Ken moment, but I I just, that's what comes to mind is I was so mortified to be in the same room as him when he was on the phone. Oh my God. I'm like killing with kindness kind of person. Sure. And that's normally my thing too, but like there, there's one time I think that I really was like a Karen and it's like, it's to the point where like stuff goes wrong and you feel embarrassed by your own actions mm-hmm. like why did i do that you're just so frustrated you're very frustrated yeah. and it's so in that in that sense i can feel very like a lot of empathy for those women but then they're freaking out over the most ridiculous mm-hmm. shit 
the time I was a Karen was when I was moving from my college town to this one. Mm -hmm. And I had reserved a U-Haul. And they didn't put the keys in the U-Haul, so we couldn't get into it. Oh, my gosh. And then the nearest other U-Haul that we could access was like a a three-hour drive away. Mm -hmm. So we do that. We get to the next one, and it's the same issue. (gasps) And I have to be at my apartment before, like, you know, the office closes with my keys. It's not like rule number one, like, put the keys in the U-Haul. Like, that's basic. They just, like, could not get it together. Or, like, it was, they were in there, but it wouldn't let me open the thing. Like, I couldn't get access to it. So I called the U-Haul people. And I was like, dude, I'm, like, I'm, like, five hours behind schedule, and I don't have a place to put my shit, man. Can I please... Can I please get like a free U-Haul or something, yeah. dude? Like, cause this sucks and I don't have any other options and I've done this. It was, I was a real bitch on the phone about it. I had to get a free U-Haul. Hey. <laughs> um, but our, Ethan was like watching. He was like, don't talk to her like that. I was like, I'm so fucking sorry. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm really not. But that was the most frustrating experience. And it's like, I dread moving thinking about oh, that. Yeah. So like, but I am like regretful of how I talked to her. I don't, I don't think I was any, like a bitch, but I was you just fed up, yeah, frustrated. You actually happy. had places to be, unlike the Karens. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes me scared because I'm going to need a U-Haul in like two months, so. You know what? I'll get you on the phone with them. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember Emma? She's back. <laughs> I don't think I got a free U-Haul, but I got them to like take off like the charge for their gas or like, oh, hell yeah. like you know how they charge like you, you by pay, the mile? Like you pay like the baseline. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Worth it. Yeah. I mean, that is incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Now, to talk about one that is uh, ridiculous, Ooh. this is a famous one, and you definitely know it. Okay. And it's Kids Bap, Karen. <laughs> do you not know this one? I think I do if you start talking about it. Okay. I'm living for these titles, by the way. So Kids Bop Karen. <laughs> Kids Bop Karen is so insane to me. She has the craziest face I've ever seen on a person. I'm going to Google it. Okay. I'm going to sh- play the audio for you. And okay. I, it's a one-minute clip. And this video, it infuriates me so much because of, like, how she's talking to these people. I mean, all Karens are disrespectful, but she's doing it because she thinks she's being, like, like, quirky. And she, like, makes these, like, faces that piss me off. Like, there's one where she, like, sticks her tongue out and she goes, like, it's cute. I actually remember her. She does haunt my dreams. So I will not be looking at the video, but I will listen to the audio with everyone else. So the way she says bitch and the way she says kids bop are so funny to me so we're gonna listen to it right now so she's like sticking her head through a car to talk to a couple in the back seat i don't know where they are and i don't know yeah, what there's she's no upset context about, to but this, this one. is what she says to them <laughs> you too i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry really sorry no it's my it's my it's my it fault. Your fault yeah i know it's my fault that's why i'm i'm saying sorry <laughs> she thinks it's cute that her driver almost hit my kids and she thinks she needs to take a video of it Instead of apologizing, like a so swapping in the middle of the road is gonna help. You being a bitch is gonna help. I didn't say. Anything. I don't know. Calm down. Oh, that shit. Oh, that oh, makes my blood boil. So, yeah, this shit. This lady pisses me off so bad. So she sticks her hand through the window and she just calm down and like waves her hand at it and like in the most dismissive way possible. And everything about this woman makes me want to absolutely pop off. And mm-hmm. the people in this car handling it mm-hmm. as well as they're handling, it, I don't know how they. I did applaud it. them. But they're like, your kids hear you saying bitch. And she's like, no, they don't hear it. They're too busy listening to kids back. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. Calm down. <sighs> okay. It's okay. I'm sorry. He it's apologized. My, it's, my, it's, it's my fault. He apologized. Yeah, I know. It's and my you know what? If that didn't upset me. The bitch ass hoe. Sorry. <laughs> calm down. What I'd like you to do is apologize instead of being a bitch. You're calling me sorry, but you're calling me a bitch. So oh, set, sorry. set an example. I'm sorry. 
My kids can't hear me calling you a bitch. Your window's open. They can't hear me because they're listening to kids' box. Attitude <laughs> sucks good. dick. <laughs> Wait, what does? She says, your attitude sucks dick. Oh, my God. I, my kids can't hear me because they're listening to <laughs> kids', kids Oh, I love that. Can we start using that in our <laughs> daily oh conversations? It's so funny. And, like, I don't know. There's This this woman is so infuriating. And she's not screaming or anything. It's, like, the infantilization of these people. The way she's talking to them, like, they are kids. That drives me crazy. I cannot. And her eyes are insane and weird and scary. Yeah, oh, she's very scary. I don't know how to describe it. Watch it you, your own. Uh, yeah, please watch it <laughs> your own. Rest. This woman will piss you off so much. Um, So please watch the video and just feel our pain. Yeah, the tongue thing is... Oh, the calm tongue. down. Calm, calm down. down. Oh, I want to. I've been her. watching The Real Housewives lately, and mm-hmm. I noticed that they call each other sweetheart when they get into arguments, mm-hmm. and that shit will make me want to punch someone out faster than anything. Like, honey or sweetheart in a demand... Like a mm-hmm. demeaning sort of sense. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> I hate it. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. I love that the accent makes it so much better. I did Google. It is funny, though. I did Google, and there was, like, a giant news article that was like, who is Kids Just Bob Karen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No way. Yeah. I didn't even look up an article for it, because I was like, I already know I have shit to say about this, but yeah. I don't even need to fuck. And I, I would I would love to Where know are they now? Is. Where are they That'd be amazing. I love when Karens have, like, uh, redemption those... stories. No, I actually hate that. I want them to burn in hell. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like it when they have accents. Oh yeah, you're listening to kids. Yeah, when they have like a Wisconsin accent. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that. We're bitch. gonna go home and eat some cheese. Okay. Anyways, sorry everyone from Wisconsin. Um. Okay. Another another story. I was working a back drive at a fast food joint years ago, and an older Karen comes driving in to give her order. Now, this location does not have a speaker due to neighborhood ordinance, so all the orders and drive through are taken face-to-face, which is quite interesting. Mm. She orders a double cheeseburger, no onions, and I ring it in, complete her order, and send her on her way. After about five minutes, she's picked up her food, and she comes back through drive through and says, they put onions on my burger. I apologize, print her up a duplicate receipt to confirm to her and myself that I rang it in, no onions. I then tell her that if she goes up to the front window and tells the manager who's working up front, they'll replace the burger for free made correctly, but that I can't do anything about it from back here. She does so, and they give her a brand new burger and an apology. (laughs) I thought that that was the end of the situation, but boy, was I wrong. So listen to this shit. Karen called the state government on me by name, demanding that I be fired. If I recalled correctly, I was told that she called the Food Safety Department the Chamber of Commerce, and the governor's office about this. The franchise owner called to say that it turned out that Karen is allergic to onions, and she straight up accused me of deliberately ringing her sandwich in wrong to try to poison her. Yeah, I would have known that. And then printing up a false duplicate receipt of her order to make her look like a liar. Keep in mind, I read the receipt back to her, and she confirmed it was her order. I didn't get along with the manager who was working at the time, Mm -hmm. but even he was like, that's complete shit. It wasn't even his mistake. It was the kitchens, and we fixed it for her. The franchise owner was told by whatever branch of the state government called them that Karen had demanded that I be fired. I wasn't. I wasn't even written up, but I did stop wearing my name tag at work when I could get away with it. Slay. TLDR got the state government called on me by Karen because the kitchen messed up an order, which got replaced free of charge. Could have been fired for a mistake that wasn't even mine. Oh, my God. The fact that she went home and called the state government. Like, they have bigger fish to fry than your fucking onion allergy, bitch. Dude, have you heard that 911 call that woman makes to, like, 911 about Burger King? Mm-mm. And they're like, ma'am, we can't do anything about that. Um, why don't you talk to who's in charge of the Burger King? <laughs> These poor 911 dispatchers. Oh my gosh. Like all the time that they must fucking be like, no, I can't actually help you at Hobby Lobby. Um, (laughs) You know? So sorry. The governor answers and is like, I have nothing to do with onion legislation, but. 
Okay. So, are we ready to move on to one of my favorite Karens? I'm scared. Yeah. I like have anxiety with this episode because Karen's made me nervous. Go really? ahead. Okay. Yeah, the last one just really triggers me that you did. I don't know why. <laughs> Calm down. I don't know what I hate uh. her so much. Anyway, this speaking of Wisconsin accents, this oh, is the most oh. famous Karen from Wisconsin. Wisconsin Karen. She's from um she's from uh Appleton. Appleton, Wisconsin. Do you know about this? No. It's from a famous uh, YouTube video from uh, Karen of Yore from 2012, um, and it's called <laughs> I Might Boycott Bath and Body Works by user uh, AZ for Angela, as for Angela on YouTube. Doing the Lord's work. Okay. It's a 12-minute video. <laughs> okay. I've watched it so many times, and there have been so many spoofs on it because it's the fucking craziest thing. Because I've never seen this one. Yeah, and so she doesn't do anything like scream or yell, but the, the language that she chooses to use is silly. Um, <laughs> iconic quotes are, Jen, oh Jen, your ass is going to get reamed. <laughs> Wait, so what's the conduct? She's okay. in the Bath and Body Works? Yeah, so... Um, this <laughs> your ass is gonna get reamed. Oh, Jen. Um, essentially, she has two uh, like candles she really wants for the winter season. Um, as, as one does, winter yeah. candy apple and yeah. gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I know that. And she wants to trade her um, two peach Bellini candles that she has for these limited edition candles. Um, Used, unused? Do we I, know? I don't know, but That's... I think she or she wanted to return them or something, oh, okay. right? Um. But since they're limited edition candles, you can't always get them in stores. Not so part she, of the spiel, yeah. yeah. So she calls a store in Appleton, Wisconsin, and is like, hey, do you guys have these candles? And they said, yeah, sure, we'll hold them for you. Um, and she's like, okay. So she goes to Appleton um, to with her mom or whatever on the day the Packers are playing. Oh, the Packers. <laughs> she said, there was nobody in the stores just because the Packers were on. It was the only good thing that happened today because the Packers won. But she goes... I wouldn't know because I was dealing with bitches all day. Because <laughs> oh she goes to Appleton and she gets there and the girl behind the counter, she's like, actually, the blonde girl behind the counter, I didn't get her name, but she's being a real bitch to me. And she wasn't. <laughs> and then her manager, Jen, comes up and says that they don't have them in the store. And she acts like it's like the biggest deal ever. And she like takes these like sighs as she goes through. Also, she's smacking her gum all the way. But what I did is I took a timestamp of like the last like three minutes of Ooh, it. Okay. Um, because it's just where she gets, up to. she's heated. <laughs> she's like, uh, she's like, you know what Jen says to me? She says, do you want a coupon? <laughs> I have every coupon. Like, <laughs> it's the accent. It makes it so much better. Okay. Here you go. You ready? Yeah. Very pleasant face when I was talking. So, you know what, you know what Jen says to me? You know what this goddamn Jen says to me? <laughs> I can give you some coupons. And put these in your bag. Big. And I said, Jen, I have every single coupon that Bath and Body Works has. I said, I have about 10 of them. I don't need any more coupons. <laughs> I said, can you give me something else? She's something. Like asking for free shit. She takes my original receipt from my peach bellinis, <laughs> takes it out of the bag and says, there's an 800 number on the top of this receipt and when you call, you'll get a live person and you can explain to them what happened. And I'm sure they'll be able to help you with something. She's like, her face. And I said, a live person? Who the fuck do you think I'm talking to now? <laughs> Am I talking to you who is not really here? Are you reality? <laughs> 
the F word. I leave out the F word. Yeah. And she looked at me and said, I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't help you. And I said, give me my candles now. <laughs> and she kept on apologizing. And I said, I want to leave this store. Give me my candles now. Meaning my peach bellinis. <laughs> So she gave me okay, peach. so pausing there because meaning because the way she says peach bellinis, it's kind of like kids Bob Karen where she like does that like fake yeah. sweet shit. That's so fucking insane to me. My but peach bellini, my peach bellini. But so all they did is they don't have the candles, and she goes and she's like, "Well, I want free shit." Is pretty much right. what it is. Right. But okay, so the last like few seconds of this, I'm gonna play it for you still. But this is so funny because she the, she actually goes tisk tisk tisk, but <gasps> oh no, in a so skillful way. She must be a professional tisk tisk tisk. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. I'm so ready. Peach Bellinis. And I was on my my merry fucking way. And that bitch, Jen, you know what I'm going to do, Jen? I'm calling your district manager. I'm telling them what happened and what you did and how you fucked up. And I'm telling them how that other blonde girl was rude to me. I'm telling them, Jen. Oh, Jen, your ass. Your ass is going to get reamed. It was just a really, really bad that situation so good. that ended badly. Whoa. And I'm done now. <laughs> oh, Thank good. Thank you for watching. <laughs> is this real? Yes. I'm done now. It's a 12-minute video, and I watched it twice when I was doing this research, and Ethan's like, you're really going to do this again? I was like, yes, because it's so it's fucking iconic. funny. Like, the words she says are like... Like Oshkosh Bagosh is like a place, right? Oshkosh Bagosh. Like every- <laughs> I have every coupon that Bath and Body oh Works God. has. Oh, oh my God. gosh. So I left out the F word. <laughs> <laughs> I left out the F word. I had a very pleasant smile on my face. If you haven't seen that video, I really recommend you do it because it's one of the like founding documents of Karenisms. It's it's oh, just incredible. So fucking good. Historians and, throughout the years will think this video. And her YouTube is still up. Like you can go watch her videos now and she always tries to like make similar videos but they're not the same, you know. Yeah. Like, this one is it's I did Google it. where are they now because I am mm-hmm. curious. And it says, as for the workers at the Appleton Bath and Body Works, she hopes they're doing well. Bath and Body Works continues to be one of my favorite stores. I never stopped shopping there and I'm sure glad I didn't. Yeah. So she's still just just terrorizing. Just terrorizing poor Jen and Appleton. Poor Jen and the blonde girl. That was not very nice to her. <laughs> that is iconic. I love that one. Yeah, it's my favorite. I love some good old fashioned fun like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, more retail stores. Mm, yes. Okay, I used to work retail, so I have come across my fair share of Karens. There were a huge reason why I went back to school and no longer work as a cashier. Amen. Anyways, one day while I was manning the registers with a few other coworkers of mine, I had a massive nosebleed right as I was finishing a transaction. I grabbed a tissue and quickly excused myself to run to the restroom so I could try to get it to stop bleeding. This meant that I couldn't say goodbye to Karen and give the little spiel about how I was oh so grateful for her for shopping Mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. Anyways, after about 10 minutes, I was finally able to get my nosebleed under control and headed back to the registers. I saw her still waiting to the side with a scowl on her face, arms crossed the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. She proceeded to scold me about how rude I was for not saying goodbye. After I apologized and explained that I had an unexpected nosebleed, she told me I should have tried holding it in and that the customer comes first. Girl. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to get you some bloodborne pathogens on your shit? I'll do that for you real quick. Here you go. Jesus, are you joking? I don't think anyone's ever said goodbye. Like, I don't care if they say goodbye to me. In fact, I would prefer it. I prefer you just don't talk at all. <laughs> the um, Self-checkout. Sh- shout out to Irish people for inventing the best way to say goodbye. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, 
You should have just hold it in. Like what? What do you What do you mean hold it in? I just, just plug your nose. Oh, Karen, thank you so much for shopping. With it doesn't us. fucking work that way. I used to get really bad nosebleeds really? growing up. I had like chronic nosebleeds for some reason. I don't know why, huh. and they just stopped. Knock on wood, but I I don't think I've ever had a nosebleed. Never mm-hmm. once. Huh? They terrify me. I mean, they're not scary, but, like, it was crazy. One time I picked some flaky skin off the inside of my nose and it bled, but it wasn't, like, a mountain. They're, like, it's, like, a pressure thing. So, Mm -hmm. like, if the weather changes suddenly, I would get them, like, barometric pressure shit. I was just sensitive to it. And I remember, like, I had nannies growing up, um, and when I wasn't being watched by a nanny, who we had a a few. One was from um, Mexico, and then we had... uh, a, a bunch of others, but they were just not white people, mm-hmm. and they would had no idea what to do because when that shit would happen, I would get so red they thought I was gonna explode. Oh my god! Because I'm very pale. Yeah. And I remember uh, our next door neighbor was watching me at the time, and she's uh, an Indian woman, and she called my dad crying. She's like, "My children just don't get that color, and I don't know what to do." <laughs> and so I feel so bad for that. I'm like, no, it's it's really not the end of the world, but it is terrifying. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. They don't fucking stop. No. Uh, and what's crazy is I was in karate when I was a kid. And my, like, instructor was this, like, old Korean man. And one time I got a nosebleed in practice. And all he did was press, like, a spot on my spine and it stopped immediately. And Whoa. I still haven't figured out how That's he concerning. fucking did that. Like, where's the blood coming from that that worked? All he did was, like, it was, uh-huh. like, like lower on my back. Yeah. He just was, like, boop, boop. And I stopped. And I was, like, what the fuck? Oh, I love anti-Karen. I love him. Anti-Karen. <laughs> Grandmaster Kwan, if you're listening, love you. He you. actually was really cool. He used to be able to kick people's ass with a fan. He had a son who would sometimes <laughs> teach... Um, and then they would do these, like, demonstrations and stuff. By the way, I'm a certified black belt, if you didn't oh, know. Yeah, you know. her. Um, and he invented, like, this whole martial art, not to go on a tangent, but it's called um, Habkido, which is a mix of, like, boxing and karate. Ooh. Um, kickboxing. Very anyway. cool. Anyway, he uh, would do these, like, demonstrations, and he would give his sons these, like, swords. And he'd be like, attack me. And then he would take a fan that was his only weapon and just whoop their ass. Oh with it. hell it yeah! It was so fucking That's cool. That's so cool. It was so cool. His last name was Quan. So he's putting the Quan in Taekwondo. Oh yeah, he is. Oh Fuck hell yeah, yeah Grandmaster. Shout out to the realist. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> okay, so that brings me to my number two. So this is kind of my last two here. I would consider like boss level Karens. Okay, <laughs> Foyt. Foyt. And this one is my two because my first one ended up like having. Some shit happened for her. But number two is actually very um, controversial because she kind of started this whole discourse on, like, Karens and their treatment of black people. So this is um, the famous Amy Cooper. Do you know her? Mm -mm. Okay. So um, you will when you hear the story. So a video showing Amy Cooper calling the police on Christian Cooper, the two are unrelated, um, who was a blackbird watcher in a park. um, Mm. And he just asked her to put her dog on a leash in Central Park, right? Um it really, like, blew up, brought this whole Karen discourse to, like, the news, like, a mainstream. Like, before it was just a meme, but now it's, like, everybody knows about it. Um, the incident occurred on the same day as George George Floyd's death also, so it was, like, a double whammy yeah. of, like, okay, so black people are being mistreated. Like, we really, in, like, small ways, all these, like, microaggressions, mm-hmm. and in big ways, like, police brutality. Yeah. So it's, like, everything. So it was a really, like, interesting bookend to that situation. Um, so after the video of Cooper uh, dragging her dog by the collar and calling the police to say that there was, quote, an African-American man threatening her life went viral, um, people called out her racist behavior, as they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Cooper faced several consequences, which is good to hear as a result. She lost her job at an investment firm and briefly gave up her dog to a shelter from which she adopted it. Um, she eventually got the dog back, though. I don't know why Wait, she did that. I have no That's idea. Huh. Um, I think they took it from her, maybe. 
Gotcha. Anyway, okay. She later apologized and said that her actions were, quote, unacceptable. Christian Cooper acknowledged her apology, but told CNN that her actions were, quote, definitely racist. Mm. Uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio spoke about the incident, calling it disgusting and questioning whether making a false accusation to police was a crime. Uh, the New York Times' Gina Belafonte wrote that uh, in the, quote, most forgiving interpretation of these events, Amy Cooper would be um, unaware that she was calling the police on a black man. Could be the end. Uh, what does it say? Hold on. I read that wrong. Um, okay. New York Times uh, Gianna Belafonte wrote that in the, quote, most forgiving interpretation of these events, Amy Cooper would be that she was unaware that calling the police on a black man could end in injury or death. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's definitely not true. Like, if you're going to call the police on, on somebody, and especially on a black person, like, she knows that they're going to believe her over him. Right. That's her taking full advantage oh, yeah. over her position as a white woman. Because we're built on this idea that, like, white women are, like, you know, be, to be protected. They're dainty little, you know, perfect women who are, oh, we have to protect. And it's so stupid. Um, one white mother of two black sons, Kimberly Witt, wrote in an essay published in Insider that the incident which occurred on the same day that George Floyd was killed in police custody, quote, confirmed that her kids won't be safe anymore. So it was like a big fucking deal. Ah. Um, and it, it's, you know, this whole discussion is very serious. So, you know, we I don't know if we have the bandwidth to discuss it on a comedy podcast. And I don't know how appropriate that is. But when it comes to like talking about Karen's like these women have insane influence Mm -hmm. and it's more than just a meme and it really is something that we should talk about yeah and there's also some discourse uh, like popping up about women who are speaking out against the title like i said at the beginning at the top of the episode where it's like you know is it sexist to call women this and i think sometimes yes i think sometimes people will use it to just dismiss yeah like the whole oh you must be on your period because you're emotional exactly very similar exactly Mm -hmm. and so like that's definitely a thing but then when we really, like, boil it down, these women exist and mm-hmm. these women take full advantage of their position. Yep. And, like, there's lots of white women that do it and don't even realize they're doing it. So it's important to talk about. Yeah. I just didn't want to not say I'm it. glad that there's repercussions mm-hmm. for most of these. For most That's of these. good. That's why they freak out when they're being filmed. Not because they actually care that they're looking like an ass, but they they know that, that yeah. they're acting ridiculous. They got you. And yep. that they'll get fired or some shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just looked up, um, I was curious about the whole dog thing, and it mm-hmm. and it appears like the position she has her dog in is, like, not great. Like, she's kind of choking the dog. Yeah, while she's, she has like, dragging the, it. So, they just said, basically, that she had to, the dog, I don't know if it's a she or he, mm-hmm. had to be evalu- evaluated by a veterinarian. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Imagine that, that severance conversation. Oh. Hey, we saw your video in Central Park. Uh, we're going to fire bitch. you what? because you're racist. Literally, all he was, like, doing was, like, hey, um... Can you put your dog on the leash? Like, I... That's fair. People, like... And it's interf- it's also interfering, like, not... Okay, not only, like, dogs should be on a leash in Central Park, sure. but also, like, if he's out there bird watching, that's going to totally interfere with yeah. what he's trying to do. And also, sometimes you can't predict what a dog is going to do. Exactly. You have you might have the sweetest dog in the world, but something might set them off. That's, mm-hmm. like, there, there, there's countless stories about that. Yeah. So it's just, like, common And we don't decency. know people's history with dogs. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. people always assume that everyone loves dogs, no. but that is just not the no, case. No, 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 no. There's a lot of traumatizing dog stories out there. Dogs can fuck you up. They really can. I really understand why people yeah. are scared of them. Oh, yeah. And that's also another thing with, like, white people not necessarily always processing because, you know, nine times out of ten, the people that are suffering from dog attacks are black people. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, their their resistance to dogs being off leash makes, makes total sense. fucking sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. get it. Anyway, your turn. Oh, yes. Okay. 
doctor here. This person is a doctor. Yes. I used to work in a public night shift service, kind of like an emergency room, but for non-emergencies to keep the hospitals clear of white coats. Mm. So anything from a fever to a sore throat to prescriptions for urgent treatments. And a Karen walks in at 3 a.m. asking for a prescription for hypertension drugs, which isn't unusual as people, old people more Mm. often than not, but she looked about 55, sometimes don't notice that they're running low. Right. Anyway, the law, not a rule, not my decision, the law Mm -hmm. states that this service can only write prescriptions for potentially life-threatening conditions. Life-threatening conditions, drugs, for a Mm -hmm. maximum of 72 hours coverage. So if you take one pill a day, I can only prescribe you a single blister. Here we don't have bottles, we have blisters. And while I'm writing the prescription... Karen casually mentions that she was an insomniac, and while cleaning the medicine cabinet, she realized she was down to her last full blister. My pen stops, and I ask her to repeat, full blister? Yeah, she says. So I take the prescription, tear it in half, and then again, and then I throw it in the bin, explaining her the law. She gets mad. She starts yelling and threatens to call the cops. Go ahead. Cops came, and she triumphantly announces that I'm refusing to treat her. I explain the situation. They ask her if it's true that she has a full blister. And she, of course, being a Karen who's always right no matter what, confirms it. Mm. The cops look at her, still with a look of triumph, waiting for them to arrest me, then at me, then ask her politely to leave as I'm in the right. She is livid. The day after my boss called me and cracked up because she went there during the day to talk to the manager. And she, my boss, sort of the exact same thing. I never saw her in there again, weirdly enough. Oh, my God. So she's basically in there to get potentially life-threatening, like, situation drugs and then reveals that she actually already has those drugs. She, like, out Karen to herself. So what's the <laughs> point of that? Does she not, does she go to the emergency room for blister packs for every time she needs something like yeah, that? Yeah, I have no idea what her reasoning is behind that. She must be abusing That's them. That's right. That's, I guess, why there's a law. And she was trying to get above the law. But That's what I'm saying. Like, white women get away with so much shit. They're not, like, they're not scrutinized Mm -hmm. to the point of like oh you're trying to abuse this for whatever i think women in general are to a degree kind of more scrutinized than like men are but um especially white men but yeah nobody expects white women to do this shit and why they're the ones that cause the problems Mm -hmm. like all the time it just so happens that like the data reflects otherwise because the people we keep making get in trouble for it are just people of color it's so fucking ridiculous and every instance i've ever witnessed that has been the case Mm -hmm. it's so preach so stupid yeah it really is and like i taught middle school so i like watch this shit happen in front of my face yeah and like I was like, you guys only suspend the black students? What the fuck are you doing? Like, of course she beat his ass. He called her the N-word. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. just... Good for good her. Good for her. Like, yeah. that's, it's ridiculous. And it, it's... Oh, oh, oh. I'm getting Things upset. are falling from the walls. Ugh. That's the second thing that's falling from the walls. I'm, I'm sitting too close to it. For those who don't know, we are in a closet, as we've said. But I'm sitting right next to my purses on the wall. She's... She's a fashionista. Sometimes when those arms be flailing, and the I purses do. be falling. Look, I've had a Celsius and... I'm tweaking over here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so alive. <laughs> oh, no, it does feel good. I do like having energy. Yeah. It's nice. nice. So, um, this is my number one. I love that we have a, a normal, like, timed episode. Well, we're, we're at, like, an hour and 20 minutes. We love to see it. Slay. Okay. And this one is a Karen of yore, as I said, with gosh, gosh, bagosh. But folklore, Karen. <laughs> folk- seriously, because Karens have existed for all time, as we discussed Miss Anne. So this one might be considered a Miss Anne. Ooh, okay. That's how old we're talking about. Oof. And it is. Typhoid Mary. <laughs> okay. Do you know about her? Yeah. Okay. So I love this angle. Uh, I couldn't not because this bitch, due to her own insane denial of her own wrongness, killed people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sure there's did. no way she's not a Karen. I'm so sorry. 
This is ridiculous. Um, so if you don't know, know about Typhoid Mary, she was the for, first recorded asymptomatic carrier of typhoid, uh, which was a bacterial infection that spreads through eating and drinking food that is contaminated by an infected person. And typhoid normally comes from feces. Mm-hmm. Per. <laughs> per. So um, that's how it works. But Mary particularly was famous for her ice cream with peaches, like cold peaches on top, <laughs> yeah. that she would serve at like every house she worked at. And that's a perfect place for for typhoid to just brew. Poop peaches. Poop peaches. <laughs> I don't know if she necessarily was like fucking around with her poop, but like no, but she, she already had it. But she, she had yeah. she had typhoid. So anyway, Mary Mallon worked as a cook in New York City, and over seven years, she unknowingly infected fifty one people, and some of those people died. Um, yes. It's believed that she did so mostly through her famous peach ice cream. Since high temperatures kill the bacteria, an ice cream would have done a pretty good job at preserving it. In 1907, she was forced into quarantine and released three years later under the condition <laughs> that she That's changed like her occupation. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm literally like, okay, Mary, you can go out in the real world. This is one thing you got to do. She's like, okay. She's a housekeeper, right? She's a cook. Cook, okay. They're like, you can't be cooking anymore. You, you got to change anymore. your... And then she was like, yeah, okay, all right, I'll do that. And then she's like, how about I'll change my name? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So so she changed her name and then she started cooking again. So in 1915, after disregarding advice to preserve uh, the public health, Malin started a massive outbreak at Sloan Hospital for Women. Uh, (laughs) Despite infecting almost everyone she worked for, she never believed she had the disease and refused multiple times to submit stool samples uh, for her typhoid. So it's likely that she did not understand how she could be spreading the disease. And this stuff really harkens into, like, mm. COVID territory. We all know about the, how this shit works. Like, it, it's it's triggering to this yeah. point. because The word asymptomatic in general is, like, very... Ooh. Oh, my God, yep. I know. So when she was told she was spreading death and disease through her cooking and that investigators wanted samples of her feces, urine, and blood for tests, she reacted violently and allegedly chased the lead investigator with a carving fork. <laughs> Like, you want to talk about a Karen meltdown? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Germ theory was still not widely accepted by the general public. uh, And this was the first ever identification of a typhoid carrier in the U.S. Um, People could not believe that an infected person could transmit the disease, but found it hard to believe that uh, an apparently healthy person could carry Mm -hmm. it. So Mary Mallon herself said, I never had typhoid in my life and I've always been healthy. Why should I be banished like a leper to live in solitary confinement? So she's like she's like the original anti-masker kind of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Because I feel like I can hear this uh, this sentence being said today. Like I didn't spread COVID. I felt fine. Right. I don't need to wear a mask. Like I'm healthy. Why do I need to stay in my house? Exactly. Yeah. She denied that she was responsible for anyone's sickness or death, and refused to recognize the authority of science <laughs> or government. To label her a menace to society. Oh, my gosh. Which is crazy because those are two things I also have heard today. Like the government Mm -hmm. and the scientists Mm -hmm. want to just imprison you for being free. Mary Mallon original. um, Oh, I love that. That's such a good angle. I think I have a little bit. Um, What is it? Oh, Mary was an intelligent person who read the New York Times and Charles Dickens for pleasure. But to have the blame for so many deaths laid at her door was seen by her as a conspiracy um, a persecution by authorities looking for a scapegoat and an unwarranted insult to her personal hygiene and abilities as a cook. Um, her refusal to comply led her to be quarantined again until her death of stroke in mm. uh, 1938. Typhoid Mary infected, quote, at least 122 people, including five dead. Um, 
Drunk History did a terrific episode on Typhoid Mary. Highly yeah. recommend watching it. And Her I, story is really interesting. Yeah. yeah and I, they also covered it on uh, My Favorite Murder because this bitch is so crazy. And mm-hmm. it's like, and it is also every, I think so many women have been reincarnated as. Like, I know. Typhoid. Talk about not taking responsibility for like your impact on society. But it, it just drives me like. Well, it doesn't drive me crazy, but it is crazy to me that there's this woman who's like, the government and science hate me. This is a conspiracy theory. Like, I've heard this. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, that, that's... Mm, there's an echo in here. We've mm, heard that. So fucking crazy. The so, OG. The OG, yeah. Well, probably not, but, but she's one of them. One of them in history. One of them, and I felt like we had to discuss Karen's her. in history. Karen's oh, in I love history. that. Oh, we should... Like, if this episode yeah. does well, we should do a Karen's in history episode. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, my God. That would be fun. Okay, last story. Phew. Working retail one afternoon, here comes Karen with a return. At first glance, it's no big deal, just coming in to return a shirt. She walks up to the register, hands me the receipt to start processing, and we exchange a pleasant greeting. I take the shirt out of the bag to examine it, and it is beyond disgusting. There's brown sweat stains all over it, from the pits to the stomach to the shoulder. It looked like whoever wore it rolled in mud. I proceed to tell Karen that I cannot return the product because it had clearly been used, and that only unused and resellable items could be returned. Karen, of course, threw a fit, started screaming at me and accusing me of calling her a liar. I hold up the shirt and point to the brown pit stains and say, Karen, can't you see this stain? Oh, man, did that make it worse. She continues making a huge scene and demands to see the manager. Newsflash, Karen, I'm the manager and I'm not budging. (laughs) After 20 or so minutes of complaining, she finally leaves, saying she'll be complaining to corporate and getting me fired and blah, 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 blah. Fast forward a few days, a guy walks into the store, finds the first store associate he can, and immediately asks for me by name. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Anyway, my associate brings the guy over to where I'm standing, and I politely greet him. The guy spends the next 10 minutes minutes apologizing profusely Mm. for his crazy wife, Karen, verbally abusing Mm. my staff and I a few days prior. Apparently, this guy went to the beach and did a hit training class in the sand. And Karen knows this because she's at the class with him. The guy ended up not liking the shirt for some reason, and Karen thought she could pull a fast one on us by making a scene. Think again, Karen. Dude, so many layers that, like, there's the fact that they they try to to get away with shit, which we've talked about, like, the comps and all that. But imagine marrying one and then having to spend the rest of your life in her wake apologizing. That's... I know. <laughs> I that, just divorce. Yeah, Gee, that's embarrassing for you, my yeah, man. I know. I agree. And you sound hot doing a hit workout on the beach. Uh, amen. Get yourself a girl. He's probably scared of divorce her. To be honest, I would be. Damn. What's she gonna do? Call he, him, he's call like, can manager? I return this marriage? Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't. It also has brown pit stains. I'd like to return <laughs> the wedding. The wedding certificate's the receipt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a receipt. Is this resellable? Anyways. Oh my god. Oh, Karen's. I know. So you can't. You can't live with them. You certainly can live without them though um that's all we have on that today but wow what a what a discussion um tell us your favorite karen story i would love to hear because i know y'all have them and y'all, oh, yeah. y'all been in our dms lately please continue that that's really fun i love when you tell uh-huh. us stuff which um i run the the instagram so i'm the only one that sees those um so far but it's fun when people send you stuff i like it maybe we're like getting some like listeners and stuff you know love that. Um, and we all have a karen story so i know there's some do. good ones out there please and i think if we get enough people telling us stuff we'll definitely we can definitely do an episode i want to do a listener story episode so bad yeah, that would be that fun would be so fun so that's in your court like the ball's in your court take responsibility yeah. I'm just <laughs> um so that's it for us today um remember that you're hot and sexy and cool and smart and also did you get a new haircut it looks really good oh Go get some coupons. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Bye. It has been so lovely having you in for our little tete-a-tete. If you have any further tittle-tattles or salacious salutations, you may contact us on the World Wide Web at tensontenspodcast.com. 
Or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Tenzon. Tens Podcast. That's 10S-O-N-10S Podcast. Or via email at TensonTensPodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ta-ta and toodle-doo!